0: Abu Dhabi, December 12th, 2021. Floodlights illuminate the racetrack in front of you. The laps are ticking down, chasing, chasing. You tell yourself, keep fighting, keep dreaming, don't give up. And then suddenly, an incident back in the field brings out the safety car. A third pit stop. New soft compounds. You can see him now. The car in front. Closer. Closer. Fast forward. He floors it. You follow. This is it. The moment you've been waiting for your whole life. Jink left and send it down the inside of him, wheel to wheel, your past. You catch a glimpse of the checkered flag ready to wave for you. You take a deep breath and cross the finishing line, out in front. As the fireworks explode in the night sky around you, the realization. Max Verstappen is Formula One's newest world champion. A moment he'd dreamt about all his life.
1: At the end of the day, we want to win the world championship. That's what we're here for. I'm just waiting to have a chance, you know, to to
2: fight for it. But I'm, um, you know, every year you I think you become a better driver as well. But yeah, I yeah, I think uh, I'm just looking forward to have that shot, you know. Um, I like winning races and that's what you do it for at the end of the day.
0: Supremely quick, sublimely talented, he achieves the seemingly impossible in an F1 car.
2: To become world champion was of course my, my final goal in, in Formula 1. Of course, very happy that it, 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 it happened and I, I said already yesterday, everything else what happens now is just a bonus. You know, when I saw my dad coming out of the car, I mean, that was a, a very special moment because you, you start talking to each other and realize, you know, what we did back in the days through go-karting, you know, traveling all over Europe together in the van, and then you look each other in the eye and you're like, we did it and you know, we won the World Championship.
0: But was it always meant to be?
3: Max's reputation is an interesting one because I think as much as he showed his prowess and his speed out on track, he did make a lot of mistakes and could very quickly get hot-headed.
0: So are we seeing a new Max?
4: He was always going to like a puppy like any Young driver, he was going to pee on the carpet occasionally, but um, what was also clear is he had great speed and great adaptability, and it was very clear he was very talented. You know, it takes every driver two, three seasons to get fully established, but you see in the first season raw speed and ability, and, and that was something that was clear when he was in Toro Russell.
0: I'm Nick Bright and you're listening to Beyond the Ordinary from Red Bull, and this is the making of a champion, Max Verstappen. In this episode, we hear from drivers, teammates, journalists, fans, those closest to him and the man himself, as we get the inside line on how this Dutchman's gone from talented teenager and occasional race winner to an F1 world champion. And if you want more stories from Beyond the Ordinary, make sure you follow us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, before we delve into the past, let's bring you up to speed on the here and now and a season in F1 involving our man Max, unlike any before.
3: I'm Jess McFadden and I'm a motorsport commentator. We were so used to the narrative of Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes and, you know, Hamilton has been almost begging for a true competitor. And I think of all the field that we that we have, the current drivers that we have, it was going to be Verstappen that was potentially going to be his only contender. Red Bull just needed to give him a world championship winning car. And I think they've managed that this year.
0: And challenge Lewis Hamilton, he did. Over 22 race weekends, Verstappen and Red Bull have gone toe-to-toe with Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton, the dominant forces in motorsport for almost a decade.
4: It's a wonderful thing as a race fan to be able to witness. My name is David Coulthard. I'm a former Grand Prix driver and I'm a big Max Verstappen fan. In my mind, the rivalry between Max and Lewis is already a classic of, of the likes of Senna Prost or Mansell Piquet or... Whoever through the history of time is your particular era, we are witnessing two incredible drivers with two teams that are world championship teams. So this is a classic period of Formula One.
3: And
0: 2021 was a season unlike any other before it.
3: Whether or not you were a Lewis or Max fan at the end of the of the season, uh, I think you 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 just can't deny how close fought it was and how. It was a real privilege to watch, genuinely. Like, regardless of how you feel about the outcome, I just, I, I don't think I've ever seen a season so close for.
2: Yeah, to win, I mean, it was an insane season in general, and, and basically you couldn't have written it even crazier for that final race, you know, so, it pretty much just sums up the, the whole season.
0: Despite the drama and all the last-minute twists and turns, Verstappen, who is still just 24, has shown he's ready, willing and able to take on and beat a seven-time world champion. And you could say he was born to race. Mum Sophie drove carts, whilst Dad Jos was an F1 teammate of Michael Schumacher. Verstappen Sr. also raced against Britain's David Coulthard. The absolute commitment that was carried in in his DNA has been passed on to
4: Max. And I think that what the Verstappen family have done is work very hard to give him the best grounding through karting into cars and make great
0: choices and position him now in a very happy place. And that hard work began early in Max's life. Dad Jos had him in and around engines whilst he was still in nappies as he and Max discussed on Red Bull Racing's podcast Talking Ball.
1: It was four and a half when we first put him in. We did it for one day and then um, immediately he bought him a, a big old go-kart. But, I mean,
5: what was that like sticking a four and a half year old in a go-kart and then just, just watching him drive away? Was that was that a nerve wracking moment?
1: Not really, because I think he was about two and a half. He was driving on <laughs> on the quad bike. So he had a lot of a lot of experience. He had experience with, with speeds how to steer, you know, so you had, we did a quite a lot of things already before, before I put him in the go
5: And it was, was it seven years old when you started competing, Max? That
1: yeah. Was the first race. At seven, yeah.
5: And how, how quickly did success come?
1: First race? Immediately. We prepared him very well. He was racing against other mini juniors and they could be nine or 10 years old. So that's was, he was competing again, a lot older boys.
2: I think it's really important that you understand what's going on. I was always involved, let's say like that, looking at what my dad was doing and understanding what he was doing.
1: I think every year we ra- we were racing, we were winning championships. So, uh, I mean, you do a lot of races, but what I also really enjoyed is all the things around it, you know, together in the van, towards the race, you know, the preparation, what you had to do before. Yeah, I miss it now, but at that moment I really enjoyed. We did about 80 to 100,000 kilometers a year. Wow every year, so we did that for 10 years, I guess. So uh, yeah, it was uh, quite intense, let's say that.
0: After achieving success in karting, Verstappen made the jump to cars and F1 feeder series Formula 3. And Max immediately stood out, according to his Red Bull teammates and contemporaries, Alex Albon, and first friend and rival, Pierre Gasly.
5: You know, we, we grew up racing together in karting with a couple of fights on track. But um, it was always, you know, at the, always at the top, like the, the fast kid that, uh, you know, you, you, you want to beat. You know, he's very, very talented guy since he's very young. it has been always the case, you know, he's been always uh, fighting for, for the top positions. He's just a great competitor. You know his skills, you know his speed. I think he's very dedicated, you know, towards the goal that we all have in common, we all want to be the best. And yeah, I think he's, uh, he's uh, obviously a friend because we grew up together and kind of spent uh, some personal moment together, um, but also like a great uh, rival on track end. Max was straight away quick when he, when he joined the championship. He was aggressive back then as well. <laughs> we didn't have any altercations. We, we, we would never fight. There was always that mutual respect, but at the same time, Um, We were definitely rivals.
0: (laughs) With racing driver Dad Jos guiding him, it wasn't long before the Verstappen name was once again being spoken about within the F1 paddock. As F1 commentator Jess McFadden remembers.
3: I think with a lot of young drivers with famous fathers, especially in the world of Formula One... Uh, there is this level of expectation. I think whenever F1 drivers have children, there's that question that is put to them at every opportunity. Will we be seeing them in a cart? Will we be seeing them racing? And oftentimes you get the answer of they want them to have their own world and in certain circumstances, they actually want them to be as far away from the Formula One world as, as possible. But then you get the... The, the drivers that you feel like it was almost their birthright to come up through the ranks and into the world of Formula 1. And in the case of of Max, he essentially grew up in Formula 1 paddocks, um, much like uh, a lot of the other driver, father-son pairings that we have in Formula 1 today. And I think it was almost an inevitability. And with somebody like Jos Verstappen as your father, uh, a very determined, uh, very uh, go-getter, kind of attitude. I think it was only a matter of time before we would hear the name Verstappen again in Formula One.
0: News of Max's many victories in the junior categories soon reached Red Bull, and in August 2014, head of the team's driver development programme, Helmut Marko, signed Verstappen up. The teenager continued to impress, getting his first taste of an F1 weekend when he took part in a free practice ahead of that year's Japanese Grand Prix. Just seven months later, aged 17 years old, Verstappen was lining up at the season-opening Australian Grand Prix for the Toro Rosso F1 team.
2: Um, That was last week when we signed the deal. Um, Yeah, I couldn't believe it in the beginning. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy at the moment.
0: F1's youngest ever competitor, but also its least experienced. Max didn't even have his driver's license when he secured his first seat in motorsports top flight.
2: Always, you know, when um, somebody gets to Formula One or whatever, everybody has an opinion. Some said, of course, I was too young. And uh, at the time, I, I didn't even have my, my driving license. I mean, they knew, of course, I was in Formula One. The driving instructor, he was very strict, which was good. I mean, I was prepared. I had caps, t-shirts ready, you know, in case somebody needed to be bribed. But uh, he, d- he didn't take it.
0: But Verstappen's meteoric rise to the pinnacle of motor racing raised some questions.
3: Obviously, there was a lot of criticism thrown Red Bull's way. You know, he's, he's too young. He shouldn't be stepping into Toro Rosso just yet. He's, he's you know, he, he jumped from Formula 3 to Formula 1, which is just unheard of. Um, there is a progressional ladder usually in uh, on the way to Formula One and, and most drivers have taken that route and Max didn't.
5: I thought, well, it's young. I mean, I was, uh, I was in cars at that time. Um, it was my third year in cars and he went straight in. So uh, I think initially it was always that thing of, is it too young? But, um, you know, very quickly he established himself.
4: I'm a great believer, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And if you're good enough, you're not too old. So, you know, Sport has shown us that many times, that age is no boundary to delivering if you've got the talent and you've got the work ethic.
0: Drivers David Coulthard and Alex Alban remembering the moment Verstappen signed for Toro Rosso. In response, the FIA, motorsports governing body, issued the first of its so-called Verstappen rules.
2: And then it's quite funny when you think about after 2015, they did change the rules that you have to be at least 18 to start your, your first race in, in Formula One. I think that's the best achievement.
0: (laughs) Thanks to Max, nowadays all drivers have to be 18 or over to step into an F1 race. But back to 2015, when the then 17-year-old Verstappen was rewriting the rulebook, and any worries about Max's age were quickly eased by his performance. On his debut in Melbourne, the Dutchman was only denied world championship points by an engine failure late on. A top 10 finish would quickly follow at the next race in Malaysia, where he secured a stunning 7th place. This set the tone for a remarkable first season in F1, which brought awards for Rookie of the Year, Personality of the Year and Action of the Year for an outrageous overtaking manoeuvre at Blanchemont at the Belgian Grand Prix. All of this has earned Verstappen a legion of fans around the world, but especially back in the Netherlands.
6: My name is Tom van Gent. I'm uh, 29 years old. I'm a professional BMX racer and um, current world champion. If you go to the local gas station, you're definitely going to see something of Max. Uh, it's just every single place in the Netherlands. And if you're watching TV and there is a commercial coming up, 70% of the time you see Max. I think 95% of the people of Holland know who Max Verstappen is.
0: But if Verstappen's debut season in F1 was defying the odds, it was nothing compared with what was to come in 2016. Just four races into the calendar, Verstappen got the call that would change his life.
2: The first few races I had that season were were good. Like, it was all going quite well. We were getting some good results. And I got a call from my dad first um, at home in Monaco. And he was like, Max, I think maybe there's a chance you, uh, you're you driving for, for Red Bull the next race. And I was like, well, you're crazy. Like, you're talking about, I'm, I'm a Toro Rosso. And I, I didn't believe my dad, so he hung up. And then, of course, at one point, Helmut, I think it was on the Tuesday, he said, you have to come to Graz. So we went for lunch um, and, you know, the hour went by and nothing was, I was like, well, why are we here? You know, there's nothing coming out. And uh, then suddenly Helmut was like, oh, oh yeah, and by the way, um, yeah, next week, um, you're driving for Red Bull, so uh, get ready.
3: The, the career of Max Verstappen has been one of shock and awe. The idea that they were going to demote uh, one of their senior drivers in place of their youngest driver was again quite shocking for a lot of people it it didn't feel like a good tactical move could max yet again step up to the plate and and deliver
4: it was a great opportunity why not if you've got two teams and you know helmet marco and red bull have shown an ability to back young talent and give them an opportunity and if they deliver they they have a great career in formula one if they don't deliver then you know they go off and do something else
0: Having made the jump to Red Bull's senior team, F1's youngest ever competitor soon became its youngest race winner. A victory that would make headlines in and out of the sport.
2: I also even started I think cramping a little bit with like five laps to go just because of the excitement and the focus. It was pretty crazy. Like I was literally counting the laps at the end. There was a lot of pressure. My dad was getting so excited trying the race that his nose started bleeding. Yeah, I can't even imagine how he was sitting in my driver room, you know, watching the final few laps unfold.
6: Max Verstappen, you are a race winner. Fantastic, what a great debut.
2: Thank you very much, Christian.
3: To, to make the step up into the senior team, and not only make the step up, but to win on your debut with the senior team, I think really epitomises just the level of quality that Max Verstappen has.
4: The circumstances of making a debut and winning the Grand Prix were just, you know, fairy tale type stuff. But um, what we all now know is it was just another day in the Verstappen race performance. Um, the fact that he didn't know the car, and the fact that you know there were so many other areas of, of any experience he had, he sees the opportunity, and I think that's what the greats do. They take an opportunity when it comes to them and they deliver.
5: To come straight in, I mean, I, I know how hard it is to to jump into a, a Formula One team that you don't know. And um, it isn't easy, especially when you're young and you're still learning. Formula One, never mind a new team. Um, so to win straight away was very impressive. This winning his
6: first race in Spain was like incredible. The, the race, It took forever to get the finish line and every lap just took too long but at the end he brought it home and the whole country was just… It was was like having a a, a world championship soccer tournament and making the final. Yeah, a good comparison of winning his first Formula 1 race.
0: Verstappen was now being mentioned in the same breath as world champions Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton. Verstappen makes driving an F1 car look easy. Is that really the case? Let's get the lowdown from his trainer and performance coach, Brad Scans. I guess it's with everyone who, who you know drives a Formula One car. Training isn't their not their main thing. They want to want to be in the car. They know that they need to do it, and you know Max is very good at, at getting his head down and, and doing it. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not his favourite thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the the needle's certainly shifting. Um, people are recognising, as in is in any sport really you, you look at football um, you have to be an athlete before a footballer these days you look at basketball you have to be an athlete before a basketball player I, I don't think it will ever swing fully to formula one because you know the car and the ability to drive is is still the key thing but people are slowly recognizing the importance a little bit more and and you know if your competitor's doing it and and they're getting benefits from it then then you need to be doing it as well
4: Whoa. There's a giant lizard on the track. Yeah, I'm I'm not joking. I'd have done three. Face to face we with Godzilla then, mate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's Max's longtime race engineer Gianpiero Lambiasi, or GP for short. He's been with Verstappen since his very first race with Red Bull.
4: When we hear Max joking and laughing on the radio, the fact that he can joke, I think, may confuse some people, but the fact you're doing 200 miles an hour is not where your mind is focused on Your, your mind is focused on a series of decisions and if you're on a circuit with 15 corners you've got 15 decisions to make each minute and a half it's actually not that much the bits in between the corners they're just time to hang out and enjoy the scenery you know it's not at all stressful and that's when he's able to compartmentalize where he is what he's doing what he would like to share with his engineer. If
2: you come from like uh, go-karting and then you just jump into like a car and then you get initial messages. But I remember when I was in my first one weekend, just listening through all them, it was quite a lot. Like initially I was like, wow, that's a lot of information you're giving the driver all the time. But over time, of course, you get
0: yeah, used to it. His relaxed attitude on track is mirrored off it. According to former Red Bull teammate Alex Albon,
5: you know he's got a lot of self-confidence, which which you need, but but not arrogance. It's, there's times when he's going, he's, it's time for qualifying or or free practice three or whatever, and you know I'm getting, re- I was getting ready, looking at data and whatever, and he's playing FIFA or playing Call of Duty, so he he can be, yeah, he, I mean, it, it, I, I, I I admire it. I wish I could be that relaxed, but um you know it's whatever works for, for for you
0: over his 15 seasons in f1 ex-driver david Coulthard experienced for himself how difficult it is to make driving at speeds of 200 miles per hour look effortless
4: there's always going to be analysis of different sports people's approach and and whether some are more you know federer style uh, sort of effortless in in the way they seem to deliver what they do on court versus an adal that looks a lot more physical looks a lot more aggressive in the way he plays his tennis but clearly the two of them in at the peak of their form are you know two of the, the world's best and i use tennis rather than racing because you physically see the individuals you see their physical form you see their approach to how they move around the court, and you see their, you know, heading of the ball, which a lot of what is involved in driving a racing car is hidden. Nobody sees their feet dancing on the pedals when they're in the cockpit. But one thing that Max has mentioned to me in the past is he, he doesn't run his seat belts particularly tight. And the fact that he has the confidence to be free in the car, I find quite remarkable. You know, I wanted to be bolted to the car. I didn't want to move. The fact that somehow he's able to feel relaxed in a, in a, a looser um, connection to the car, I think, is, is very interesting. You know, one's Federer and one's Nadal. They have different ways of presenting themselves to the ball. And in the end, what is absolutely clear is that when they do come together with a race car, they exploit the performance, they understand the physics, they understand the chemistry of the tires' interaction with the
0: tarmac, and they understand how to exploit all of that to their benefit despite his laid back approach to racing as his years in F1 go by verstappen continues to deliver more points more podiums and more race wins would follow battling it out at the front of the grid giving no quarter the ultimate competitor
3: max's driving style wow um i think he is very he's very sure of himself and of the uh, especially this season the car he's got underneath him he has a lot of a lot of trust and a lot of faith in, in getting the moves done, but, you know, without apology. And we've seen that in a lot of previous champions. You know, Michael Schumacher had very similar um, comments made about his driving style. You know, that absolute and utter dedication to, to, to moves, but also to his position out on track. He doesn't give in. He doesn't let other people uh, around him easily. He will fight for everything.
0: Max was keen to show the grid that, despite his years, he's no pushover. But in doing so, as Jess McFadden explains, his driving would sometimes draw praise and criticism in equal measure
3: as much as he showed his prowess and his speed out on track, he did make a lot of mistakes and could very quickly get hot-headed. And I think, again, there were these question marks around, can he put that to one side? Because in order to be a, a world champion, you need to be able to keep a clean head and to not get involved in silly mistakes
0: David Coulthard knows what it takes to win a Grand Prix. He also knows that a career in F1 takes time to build.
4: What was clear is that he was always going to, like a puppy, like any young driver, he was going to pee on the carpet occasionally. But um, what was also clear is he had great speed and great adaptability and and it was very clear he was very talented. He has dominated his teammates um, since he's been established in Formula 1 and I think that... um, You know, it takes every driver two, three seasons to get fully established. But you see in the first season
0: raw speed and ability. And and that was something that was clear when he was in Toro Rosso. With multiple race wins under his belt, Verstappen's becoming someone that many drivers now look up to. People like Red Bull junior driver Liam Lawson. It's crazy because he's still so young, but he's in his like seventh season of Formula One. Um, So, yeah, I think it's just the, the experiences. You spend more time, you get he learned more and more.
5: Yeah, I think he's still he's still got all that uh, you know raw speed, the aggression that he had when he first came to F1 that was sort of his standout. But he's got everything else, or everything else coming with
0: it now as well. Fast forward to the present, and his newfound maturity on track, coupled with Max's natural talent, has taken Verstappen to a new level of performance, where he's been able to consistently challenge the best of the best. The thing for me
4: that really separates the great from the good is speed. And it would seem such an obvious thing, but very few, very fast racing drivers have not gone on to very high levels of success. If you look at Ayrton, Michael Lewis, Jackie Stewart, Jim Clark, Fangio, any of the greats over the periods, they they have been able to exploit the performance of the car consistently over the course of the year. You know, if I look at my own career, I could have peaks of performance, but I also had the, the the drops in performance where for no reason that I could fully understand, I couldn't get the car talking to me. And in those occasions, I couldn't deliver the speed. People like Max very, very rarely have a bad day. I, I just don't remember a day where he just didn't look like he could get the car working for him. I think he's got an ability to accept that's what he's got. And he's he's a driver that you, you don't want to take your eyes off when he goes out on track because you know he's going to do something special.
5: It's the raw talent. I think um, he has a very good understanding of um, the limit, but also seems to not feel things in certain ways which can make a driver uncomfortable when he's driving. Um, For instance, with the wind or instability in the car, he's. He seems to be able to switch off his brain when it comes to that side to racing. Um, I think that's something which, if you speak to any of his teammates, including myself, it's something where, yeah, he seems to be able to drive a very difficult car in in some circumstances. So a
4: lot of people will always try and distinguish between car and driver performance. And, And the reality, of course, is the most important thing in the first instance is the car, because without a good car, it doesn't matter who you are, but once you have delivered that car, then you just look at the performances from teammates. And Lewis has consistently dominated his teammates, even if he hasn't beaten them all the time. You know, he over a course of a season, or you know, during a, a period of time with a teammate, he's been the stronger. Likewise with Max. So I think that it is pointless trying to separate because they are one and the same. Without the machine, the the man the human can't perform and without the human the car is just a piece of engineering art
5: i mean again it could all be media it could all be rubbish but um i think mercedes and then they've had to obviously go into second gear a little bit and focus on the championship a bit more than, than they've had to before and it's more lewis that has had to 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 look for a little bit extra value than max honestly speaking the the media absolutely love to make this story about lewis and him and it's a complete load of rubbish between them two. There's a lot of respect there. And at the same time, Max truly doesn't care about uh, what goes on, you know, with all the comments or whatever like that. He's he's there to perform and um, he, he's pretty unfazed by the whole situation.
3: These two drivers recognize the talent in each other. They recognize that fighting style. They are racers at their very, very core. And I think. You know, we, we want to see them battling out on track. We want to see them going wheel to wheel and have it be that close week in, week out. Is it going to be a classic rivalry? I, I think that if we can keep this level of competitiveness between the, the two kind of greats of, of the 2021 season, as it were, it is definitely going to go down in history.
4: 2021 has been a fantastic season for Formula One. It has seen two rival teams and two rival drivers at the top of their game going wheel to wheel when we've had these titanic battles in the past and they might come along once a decade it might even be once every 20 years but when it happens it is a it's a wonderful thing as a race fan to be able to witness two greats two people that are moving the dial in terms of what's possible as a driver go toe
0: to toe so this is a classic period of formula one It's a coming of age that's been years in the making.
2: It was a world championship race, 2012. I uh, crashed and um, no world championships. So I was, of course, upset, but my dad was really, really upset. And disappointed, I had to pick up the Coca with a friend of mine on the track after the race because my dad said I, I had to do it myself. But I wanted to talk to my dad about what happened, uh, about my opinion about the incident. But my dad didn't want to talk to me, so I yeah I kept trying. And at one point he said like, uh, "Get out!" Like here at the fuel, uh, he stopped at the fuel station. He's like, "Get out! I don't want to talk to you anymore."
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I stood there. At- I knew that his mom was uh, a few kilometers behind us, so. It's not that I was leaving him there on his own, 2,000 kilometres away. Well, you came back anyway, so So it was all right.
0: (laughs) And all of this with one goal, to be the best.
1: That's why uh, we are here, you know, and we are very happy where we are. But uh, at the end of the day, we want to win the world championship. That's what we're here for.
0: And in 2021, that championship winning dream has become a reality. But for Max to realize his dream and win a world championship, he first had to overcome the mighty Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton one final time. And it all came down to the last race of the calendar in Abu Dhabi, Verstappen on pole, but a poor start allowed Hamilton to take the lead of the race where he stayed looking comfortable until a few laps from the end. An incident back in the field brings out the safety car, a chance to pit, but will he? A third pit stop. He changes to new soft compounds. And suddenly, he has a chance.
2: I was like, this is my chance. I have to go for it. And and that's what we did.
3: The radio messages that we heard, just, I mean, we didn't hear anything because it was just completely bleeped out. But in in relief, I think, I think it, it just felt very much like a breathing out. I mean, the the tension between Mercedes and Red Bull this year between Max and Lewis between Toto and Christian have been at fever pitch for such a long time that it wasn't it was almost like an outpouring of relief and elation that they almost couldn't believe that it had actually happened I mean it's amazing I think it's one of my favourite favourite times is when you when you see the the driver become the world champion it's it's the epitome of what we're doing it's the entire reason we race it's the entire reason these these drivers race so it's always such a wonderful emotive time
0: victory tastes sweet for Verstappen
3: i, I
2: think it was a real relief for everyone you know and, uh, of course with the outcome but in general throughout the whole season you know, it's been so busy and then you know to have you know this kind of celebration all together, It's just really, uh, yeah, it was really special, really amazing. Everyone's screaming on the radio, of course. Everyone's super emotional, not thinking it would happen initially, and then also I me. Mean, I was crying on the end lap. You know, there's no hiding about it. But it was just insane. The whole lap, couldn't believe it. Just the stress of the whole season, of course, the whole battle, and then seeing it, like it looked like it was, of course, not going your way, and then suddenly it turns around in a crazy fashion and. And then it it does come your way. I mean, it couldn't have been more dramatic. So, yeah.
0: Crowning their first ever F1 world champion means everything to Verstappen's loyal Dutch fans who follow Max wherever he races, turning entire grandstands into seas of orange and chanting his name in scenes reminiscent of a football match rather than an F1 race. And amongst that orange army, you'll find BMX world champion Twan van Gent,
6: it's the Dutch way of of, of of supporting. If I look at all the years of soccer in the past, it's it's quite the same. Like, coming together and watch watch the soccer match or watch Max Verstappen. That's like at the same level almost these days.
3: I mean, the Dutch fans, they were just waiting for them to have a driver that they could fully get behind. Most F1 fans, they turn up with a tent... And, you know, they camp out and it's all quite civilised. But they turn up in literal HGVs with jacuzzis in the back and double beds and, like, they, they are there to party. So as soon as Max Verstappen, their Dutch hero arrived on the scene as competitive as he was. I mean, it, it's what F1 needs. It happens in other sports. So the fact that these Dutch fans, this Dutch army have a hero to get behind, I think that was all that they were missing really from Formula One.
4: This is a nation. And in that respect,
0: he carries the mood of the nation in his hands. 10 race wins, 10 pole positions, Six fastest laps. Incredible stats for Max in F1's longest and perhaps also its greatest season.
3: Unforgettable, unpredictable, historical. I, I think we, we won't forget this, right? This season ever. Um, And I think it's going to be one that for multiple different reasons will probably shape Formula 1 moving forward. And it's going to have such a long lasting effect i think that it's it's going to be one that i think when we look back on in years to come the those of us that were there and witnessed it you know whether you were at home or you were at the track is going to be one that that's the, that's going to be the one that sticks out that's going to be the one that that you will fondly or otherwise go that was the season um and yeah for me having been there and witnessed it live is just something I'll never forget
0: and when the dust settles on 2021 this world championship will be remembered for a shining star who lit up the sport I just
2: want to be myself and I want to be remembered by someone who didn't change and and just always you know um, have been himself just uh, the real Max and always be straightforward yeah an like honest person
3: he's such a a magic talent and you know we we talk about generational drivers you get you get certain superstars every generation and he is one of them he he will be remembered as one of the as one of the best Formula One drivers of his age.
6: Max Verstappen is what makes us really proud we're just like a small country with not too many people we can compete at the highest level. I know quitting has never been
2: an option. Um, I'm just happy to, you know, be in the sport and, and hopefully I can do this for many more years. Um, but of course, you also need a bit of luck to, to win mu- multiple titles, you know. But for me, everything now in the fun has been achieved already, so everything what comes now is a, is a bonus.
0: That's all from this episode of Beyond the Ordinary. If you enjoyed what you've heard, don't forget to follow this series wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content featuring Max Verstappen and Red Bull Racing, head to Talking Ball, the official Red Bull Racing podcast on all major audio platforms, bringing you exclusive and unrivaled access to the Red Bull Racing Formula One team. And you can follow Max and the Red Bull Racing team on all your favorite social media platforms. I'm Nick Bright. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.